0: Welcome to Journey into an Unknown World. I'm Dr. Margaret Rogers Van Koops. Most people call me Dr. Margaret because my name is so long. This show is intended to give you some unusual points of view on the strange and the normal. I have been investigating the paranormal in many different ways over my entire life and each week it is my intention to give you some new information that will follow on from the week before. Last week I talked about obesity. I explained how energy in the human body is moving around, making up the aura, and can often cause dysfunction which results in obesity. Well, this week I want to continue it into the oneness. I'm sure you've heard about the oneness, but do you really know what it is? There's lots of people who speculate about it online, but let's think about it for a minute. Do you really know that you are connected to it? I mean, have you felt that connection in a simple moment when you least expect it? Are you religious? do you pray? Have you felt that energy in that moment when you've been quiet? Everyone has a moment where they feel they're connected to the Oneness. Some try to explain it away as something strange but not quite able to handle it so dismiss it. While others get highly involved in a journey of discovery often to find that they bump into a lot of intellectual explanations that really don't fill the heart up at all. So I wanted to explain what the Oneness is to you so that you can take this information and apply it to your everyday life. I'll be giving you some strange answers And in some ways, I'll be getting you to stretch your mind and adapt your emotions to have a new point of view on how the oneness stimulates you day by day to do the things that you do. But before I get into the subject, I'd like to give you my email address so that if you have something to say, you can write to me. That address is D R M for Doctor Margaret D R M R O G E R S V A N C O O P S at Gmail dot com. That reads Doctor Margaret Doctor M sorry Doctor M Rogers Van Coops at gmail.com. So let's get back to the oneness. I know everyone has looked up at the sky at night and seen all the stars and know the planets are there and feel their influence. And science has proved to us that there are solar winds and that there are universes way beyond the one that we know about, but what joins them? How are they united as one being? one thing in existence, and how are they united with us, this small place called Earth? Well, in my experiences as a medium and healer, I have often been out of body and explored many dimensions that most people don't go to. Most people ignore this part of their abilities because they are afraid to move into an awareness that cannot explained by normal daily routines. So I'm going to share with you some of the things that I have discovered. First of all, I found out that we as humans like to know a lot about the light. We want to bathe in the light, we love the sun, we like to absorb energy into our bodies, and we like to feel warm. But at the same time, we are very aware of the dark. We don't like the shadows. We imagine there are monsters that can get us when we're not looking. And we're so busy focusing on these two extremes that we forget that space between. It's that space between that is where the spirit consciousness of an individual lies and in that consciousness is a spirit body. Now if you can expand this idea from yourself, in other words, allowing yourself to know that your spirit self takes up the space between light and dark and is neutral, then you can begin to understand that out there in the universe and beyond our universe into other universes that's a word if I said it right, Um, out there is also light and dark, and out there between those flashes of on and off is this space between, this neutral space, which from our point of view seems to be very quiet and still, but it isn't. The spirit world and the oneness that connects everything from light and dark is fully present in any dimension, on any level of awareness, in any space and in any time that we can think about. The problem is we can't see it with our earthly ideas, feelings or thoughts. We must attune to it through our spirit consciousness through our own spirit body. Now, most of us are afraid to trust our own spirit because we're taught that if we go beyond the earthly consciousness, we will not fit in with religions or with society structure, that we will be ostracized, put out in the cold, not included. When I was a young girl, because I could see and talk to spirit people, I was told that was evil, that only saints and ascended masters could talk to any spirits, that any other spirits that I might see and talk had to be evil. Well, of course, I knew they were wrong. I was listening to priests who thought they were right. They had never had any experience of being in stillness and connecting with the oneness at moments when you have the absolute knowing that you are connected to the oneness. It can only happen when you stop the dialogue, when you stop the habits and the routines of the way your life has been. So how do we stop? and listen. Quite simply when we're born we come into the world with our spirit consciousness. It is our spirit consciousness that brings life into the flesh the body that we choose to live in. It is the spirit that keeps the body alive. It is our individual creative self that stimulates us to want to learn to know more about ourselves. Often people say they'd like to know their past lives. Others say, I don't believe in reincarnation. Others say that they believe that the power of prayer is not very good because they don't get any answers. Some believe that their ideas are absorbed by the many and that sometimes their dreams or their creative things have been stolen. We all try to find explanations for this uncanny way that so many people seem to pick up so much of an individual's ideas, thoughts and feelings. So how does this happen? I'd like you to think of a giant spider's web. It's perfect in every way. The spider is sitting there right in the middle, and that web is so intricate and so strong that no matter who bumps into it, it withstands the test of time in its strength. Nothing can break it. Now, every time something bumps into that web, the spider knows that someone is there. The spider feels the vibration of the person who's knocking away and knows instantly what it is that's going on. The spider may choose to come and see, look for itself, or send a messenger. Let's not think about the spider as destructive, killing insects, but rather as a figure of speech in the sense of divine consciousness. In other words, if you think a thought, you may say it's your original thought, but actually it's also being transmitted to the entire population of this world, as well as out there into the universe. So it's no wonder that several people may write a story or make a movie about a similar subject with a similar storyline. Of course, we don't all get to hear about absolutely everything that someone is uh, doing but in our hearts and in our instinct we know that what we have to share is also being shared by someone else. At this particular time, because we've moved into the Aquarian Age, there are many people who are focused on teaching about the oneness. Many of the points of view about it vary. That's not to say that they are wrong, but rather to say that Each individual has had an opportunity to experience a very small aspect of what is the total consciousness of divine awareness in the web of what is universal love and understanding. Perhaps you may say, well I ask God or the oneness for something I need only to find that nothing happens. I would like to point out that if you were given everything that you asked for, you might find that it's a white elephant when you finally get it, that is actually in the way and prevents you from moving on with your life. I once wanted a table. I wanted one I thought that would be ideal for the room I was living in. I went about my way trying to find it, and all I could find was a very small table. Well, it was better than nothing. Soon after I got that table, however, I found I had to move, and I had to move into a smaller place, and yes, I was very glad that I had been provided with a small table. If I would had the big one, I would have had a bother to get rid of it. That is a very simple analogy of our lives and our relationship with the oneness. It gives us what we need and we can take freely from it in joy and pleasure provided we are really aware of the fact that what we think we need today or tomorrow may not be necessary because the energy of self and the energy of oneness is constantly changing. Of course, there are many things you may need in your life that will be brought into your life. They will come to you through other humans, spiritual messengers, or simply a quiet moment, an epiphany, when you suddenly know that there is something special to do. Everyone wants to know what the oneness is like physically. Well, to know that. What you have to do is to forget your physical body. When you walk through a room, you have to exit through a doorway. The spirit doesn't need a door. The spirit body is an amalgamation of tiny fragments of light as well as tiny fragments of dark. It is capable of expanding and contracting to fit into any space in time or place. What controls the light and the dark is the emotions of the individual that lie in the space between. That emotion must be pure and truthful. In the oneness a spirit does not lie, there is no need to cover up anything because everything is plain as a nose on your face. Everyone knows who you are, what you think and what you feel and what you want to do. And everyone in their own way will contribute to helping you. So there is nothing denied and as Jesus taught us and as Mohammed also said and as Moses and others went on to say, Elijah and even still more back in time, that the oneness provides all things and provides it in the right way for the right reasons and for the right purpose. If you are embarking upon something that seems to be wrong for you, you seem to be banging your head against a brick wall, then I suggest you stop and ask yourself, Why am I following my mind? and not my heart. Why am I not listening through my heart to the oneness, to my intuitive spiritual self and through that to the angels and whatever form you may wish to connect with. So what is the oneness like? For a spirit person, it is a beautiful place. If you are aware when you pass over into the spirit world, you will arrive somewhere in time that suits you. That could be a little cottage when you're 40, even though you're 80 when you die. It's a memory. It's an energy of love that you've created sometime in your life. A wish, a dream, a longing that is manifested as you pass over. This allows your spirit to be free of your earthly ways. And when you arrive in the spirit world, you will find all the people you have known throughout your life who have passed on, who are there to welcome you. Yes, it could be simply someone you met very briefly at the bus stop and just said hello to, to other people that you've known very well, Some of the people you will have known will have tested you and made you grow, while others will have supported you and helped you, maybe to, shall we say, procrastinate sometimes. Yes, we need people from the oneness to help us fight the light and the dark, to find the balance between. There are lots of places in the oneness which you might call heaven, for an individual to recover from their life. There are halls of learning. You can go into any one of those halls and you can look at the things you've done, not only in this past life that you've left, but also in previous lives. You are able to see the common thread of your learning and to understand your spiritual growth. You are able to look at any invention of any kind that has been created at any time in the universe or on earth. So you can see the past and the present. That brings me to a very important point. In the spirit world oneness, there is no past or future. Everything is present. Which brings me to share with you another awareness. We are linear in our consciousness. We think of history, the ancient Egyptians, and we think of the future 3,000 years from now, what will we be like? And some psychics have visions, insights into what it was like or what it will be like. Actually what they're doing is having a psychic moment, a moment between light and dark, when they are able to attune to their spirit consciousness and bring forward into the rational mind a memory, a memory of something that they have manifested in some existence through the oneness. If you are in the oneness and you wish to reincarnate, it doesn't mean that you will come back to the earth a few hundred years later after the year that you have just lived. It may well be you dart around through time. You could be born in the year 101 BC and then born in the year 3010 AD and then back into 1600s A.D. and maybe back further and forward and so on. Each life that you live in a different perspective, in a different time zone, is a part of self in creation. And in this way, the oneness is constantly changing. The energy of every individual spirit is constantly changing. Nothing stays the same. Whatever you can think about has already been created. Whatever you can feel has already been created. It is simply that you are giving yourself an opportunity to experience it on earth. Now if you were for example, to invent the wheel. You might not remember it in all the other lives that you live, but somewhere in your heart, in your deepest true self, is a little bit of you still that just loves the wheel. You may not know why, you may never know why in physical life, but in the oneness you will be very happy that you had something to do with the evolution of mankind. So now let's talk about the earth, the animals, the vegetation, the trees and so on. All of that has energy too. Every living creature in any dimension has energy. So when a human comes close to an animal and they live together under one roof. They're sharing energy, not just mind to mind, body to body, heart to heart, but more importantly spirit to spirit. When an animal from the wilds feels the spirit of a human there is a connection and trust is built. When you go into the spirit world all the wild animals, all the that you've ever seen are still there, and they will come to you and sit with you and love you. There is no hunting, there is no killing, so everyone is happy. Yes, it does sound like paradise, but in many ways for the spirit consciousness, everything is, shall we say, growing boring after a while. Everyone wants to have some other change occur, and so it is inevitable that when that web is shaking, when the world in our consciousness needs some more action, we all volunteer to reincarnate on the earth to bring about more change. At this particular time there are billions, I think it's six billion people on this planet Can you imagine six billion people? I can't really. But each one of these people has this spiritual energy. They're all connected. Now imagine, shall we say, four times as many people in heaven. And they're connected to all the people on earth. And now let's imagine another trillion angels and cherubims who do not incarnate on earth, who are also connected to the spirits, angels and humans, you begin to see that there is a tremendous amount of an awareness that any individual spirit can tap into and be a part of. So in sharing this with you, I want you to understand that you're never alone. No one is going to let you down. Your biggest enemy is yourself. If you tell yourself that you can't do something, that you're not connected, then you will feel lonely and isolated. But if you understand that the oneness is in your spirit self and is able through oneness to have this unity all the time, you can manifest whatever your heart desires, and you can use it to the best of your ability. It will also bring out the healer in you and the psychic in you. You will be able to know the dark from the light and use it, all of it, to share yourself with people who are ignorant and lost in darkness or too high in light. We must have both and we have to know how to use it all. And most importantly, how to listen to our spirit itself. I have been talking to you about the oneness, and this is only the beginning of understanding. Over the weeks, I'll tell you more. Next week, I am going to talk about promises. When I say next week, I mean uh, in radio time, two weeks' time. I will make a show about promises. We all make promises. But do we keep them, and why do we make them? If you would like to talk with me some more, please contact me, drmrogersvancoops at gmail dot com, or go to my website, www.sumaricenter.com dot com. That is www dot s u m a r i s c-e-n-t-e-r dot com I will be always reply to any inquiries so I would like to end this by saying to you think about yourself now not as a human with a spirit somewhere inside you but rather think of yourself as a spirit who is living with an overcoat of a body Who has your own personal army of protectorates, teachers, educators, who will all come to your side, either physically or spiritually, to help you live a life that is full of happiness and joy. Don't believe in hell. There is no hell, but the hell that you create on earth. Believe in heaven and the oneness. And accept that that is truly your home and that whenever you return there there is much to do i'll talk about the astral and the world that we live in as a spirit on another occasion but until then i'd like to remind you that if you know someone whom you think would benefit from this show please feel free to send this website to them I'm sure there's some very interesting programs besides mine that they might like to listen to I really thank you for listening and I hope that you'll tune in next time when I'm talking about promises so think about it how many promises have you made in your life and broken either to yourself or someone else so next time tune in Thank you for listening, and remember, always walk in the way of the oneness, and share yourself with everyone. Goodbye.